Welcome back to another Edge Got In podcast. Thank you for pushing that pause button to Edge Got In to your lives on all levels, your mind, your will, and those crazy emotions. Today, we're continuing our series entitled Problem Solving Strategies for Disc of Disc Styles. Um, we've already launched the first one, Problem Solving Strategies for High Ds. And today we're going to be focusing on problem solving strategies for high S's. So stay tuned because I'm joined again with my friend and colleague, Ken Vogus, who's adjunct professor at Dallas Seminary. And we're going to learn a lot about how we're wired here today. So perhaps you um, are having some disagreements or disconnect with people who don't think like you. And wow, doesn't that evoke a lot of emotions that cause us to lose our emotional intelligence in Christ and toss us into animal planet zone. <laughs> nothing, <laughs> nothing good happens in animal planet zone. I'm sure we all have case studies in the last week where we were hijacked into the animal planet zone, where our frontal cortex was restricted because we felt threatened by what someone said or didn't say or should have said from our perspective. And then we find ourselves mucking around in the dark room. That was one of the podcasts we recently did in the last couple of weeks called Deliverance in the Dark Room. So if you haven't checked that one out, perhaps that's that's the, the, the one to follow this one. We get hijacked, my friends, no doubt about it. Those emotions are so strong and it's really a biological um, shutdown that happens that only leaves us with three reactive choices once we feel threatened by something outside of us. And that is fight with our words, sometimes ugly behavior, ugly talk, defensive behavior, or stonewalling will actually crash the scene. And in that place, that, that dark space of being hijacked by our negative emotion, it's very difficult to make God recognizable. And as, as we've been sharing since the launch of the Emotional Intelligence in Christ Project, this is a job for Jesus. The definition of emotional intelligence in Christ is the activation of the Holy Spirit, because emotional intelligence is a great concept, yet without the power of the Holy Spirit within us to give us victory over those times when, bam, in 125th thousandths of a second, that's how fast the stress response kicks in, restricts the frontal cortex, shoots the blood to the back part of the brain, that's the animal planet zone, you only fight, flight, or freeze comes out of that place. It's a job for Jesus and the Holy Spirit. It's the activation of the Holy Spirit within, within us to help us to discern and manage our emotions and behaviors in a way that honors God by loving others well as Jesus loves and taught us how to love. We recently did a podcast called The Love One More Challenge and highly recommend that one as a good listen as well. It's a, it's, a, it's a challenge for all of us to love one more as Jesus did. It is a job for the Holy Spirit within us, as we'll learn today. Wow, not everyone thinks the way I think. So Lord, give me the grace of compassion. Jesus is our emotional, intelligent mentor. To learn more about this project and for more resources, the podcast is the voice of the Emotional Intelligence in Christ Project, visit emotionalintelligenceinchrist.com. We're offering a 50% um, savings, spring savings, on our course. If you use the code at checkout, EIC2023, so please enjoy that. Springtime is a great opportunity to learn and to grow. It's, it's a season for growth and learning and pruning for growth as well. So 2000. 23 EIC 2023 is the code EIC 2023 emotional intelligence in Christ.com. This podcast, as well as other podcasts, will be posted at edgegodin.com along with the verses or the verse that we will reference today in our conversation. So let's jump in. Name the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Sweet Jesus, our emotions are very messy. We know that because we just went through Earth School in this last week. And we have the best intentions when we open our eyes in the morning and wake up until we run into another human being that thinks differently than us, that acts differently than us. And then all of a sudden we get spun into a place that's dark. And oftentimes 
it causes us to put a bushel over the light so we cannot outshine the darkness. In and of ourselves, we can do nothing. And it's not by might, it's not by our power, but it's by your spirit. You tell us this, God, and you give us victory in your spirit, by your spirit, in and through us. You remind us of what you think about in difficult situations, as well as how to solve problems with people that don't think the way we do. So we thank you that you jump in that gap between what's happening outside of us and our choice of response to it. Have your way with us, Lord, and give us victory over those hijacked emotions that prevent us from loving well. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. So Ken, here we are again, talking about potential animal planet moments. <laughs> <laughs> we got them everywhere, just saying. Oh, <laughs> uh, wow. This life could be messy. There's no, no, no doubt about that, my friend. So, so this is a great conversation. So, so happy that, that we're continuing this because we've, we've realized not everyone thinks the way we do, right? And there are four different profiles, personality profiles in the desk. We have lots of different podcasts on the desk, if you're not familiar with it. Ken, could you sum it up again? What is the desk uh, for people that even aren't even familiar with that? Just to get, just before we jump into the details of the D and the S, it is a behavioral model that deals with normal behavior that's different. You know, and you got a lot of models out there to deal with dysfunction. That's not what we do. We we deal with normal behavior. But it becomes dysfunctional when we decide that, you know, the way I think is right and the way you think is wrong. <laughs> and we Absolutely. try to change you to the way I think, you know, thinking that that's good. <laughs> and it <doesn't> work. <laughs> it's ego driven, edging God out. You got yeah. it. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely get that. So last time in our problem solving, the title for today's podcast, Problem Solving Strategies of Disc Styles for High S's. I am married to a high S, Ken. And so I am a high Congratulations. D. <laughs> Thank you. That was intuitive on my part, right? Right. Because uh, uh, we, we tend to, to gravitate toward, toward what we need. Um, yeah. uh, we're going to be reviewing the differences of problem-solving behavior of disc styles today. And um, Ken, in, a, in the former sessions, you chose to focus on the ways high Ds this is our last session. So it's just a couple of weeks ago, my friends. So yeah, just go yeah. to edgegodin.com and you can listen to that one. I'm a high D, yeah. no shocker there. High D styles solve problems and how they solve them. We went over that. And the next style to cover that we're covering today is typically the I because it's D-I-S-C. That's the logical order. But this time you chose the high S. Why did you change the order, Ken? Curious about that. It, it, it's the reason I do that is it's, it, it is to go ahead and show the opposite difference in styles. And the most common uh, individuals are attracted to those that are different than, you know, that, than who you are, mm -hmm. because they, you see something in that other person that you don't have. And so you gravitate to that particular person. In the case of high D's, they seem to be, you know, quick responders. But absolutely, <laughs> yeah. But, but, I was just that way know, this morning. Yeah, yep. and and, and that the, the issue is that's a strength. That mm. is a strength. However, your greatest weakness is your strength out of control. I love and, that. Well said. You're you're a quick responder, but sometimes you're impatient because it's not done quick enough. So you have got that right. My bingo, friend. bingo. So you're sitting there and you're looking for somebody that's a little more patient than you. And there mm. is no one more patient than high S's. Uh, uh, and they're, and they're, they're very quiet. So they don't mm -hmm. argue with you. So you can pontificate. <laughs> and they I do a lot of pontificating good. around here. <laughs> that's so true. And, and they, they seem to be very patient and you're gravitating and, and the opposite of the S, they, they, they need somebody, <laughs> they can be too patient, they need somebody to be able to make a decision. 
and get results. So you can. <laughs> you I'm can laughing because I'm just thinking of the last 48 hours in my household. Yeah, right. You just right, nailed right. it. You just nailed it. That <laughs> was what was going on behind closed doors. Yeah, 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 yeah. And we're sitting there saying, "Wow, <laughs> you know." Yep. So, so we we come up with this idea. Why don't we get married? You know. <laughs> <laughs> And yep. the, the incongruency of those behavior over time lead to the conclusion we have irreconcilable differences, which lead to emotional or physical divorce. See, you can you can have a physical divorce, but you can also have an emotional divorce. You're still together, but you're really not married to one another, mm. or you're not meeting each other's needs. Mm. So, 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 so there's where you go to gravitate to. The other thing that what what is so difficult for people to understand is the reason that you're so different are the very things that has the potential to create balance that mm. the balance is there but we've got to respect that differences in thinking is okay mm. and that's what we're going to go ahead and try to do is to go ahead and understand that we are different and our strategy of trying to change the person the way we think is doomed to failure Mm. and results in constant conflict. So we're going to talk about that difference with the hope of bringing the, the two different styles that are so opposite together. So that's what we're going to try to do. Or so you're, so you're saying we have a chance. You're saying we have a chance. <laughs> I love I love that. And I adore my husband too, because he yeah, has what I don't. Yeah. He truly ha he truly has what I don't. And, and he causes me to slow down and- um, yeah rather than demand that he does things at the speed of lightning, which is how I'm wired, right? Yeah. Naturally, um, I, I'm learning by the power of the Holy Spirit within me to discern and manage my emotions in a way that honors God and, and truly taking that to heart, which is the definition of emotional intelligence mm -hmm. in Christ. And it is a job for the Holy Spirit. There's no doubt about it because my everything in my system wants to move quickly. Yeah. And so to, when, when he says he's going to handle something, I'll take care of it. It might take a couple days, but he'll do it. Mm -hmm. Whereas mm -hmm. for me, I will say, uh, get her done and get her done in the next hour or the next five you minutes. You got it. If you say you're going to do it, let's, let's do it. Let's get, let's get it done. Right. And, and you've done such an incredible job taking the desk uh, which is very popular within corporations. I use it in my executive coaching programs uh, within within the corporate world. You've 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 been moved by the Holy Spirit to take that and make it the biblical desk, which I love. And that's the same thing we're doing with our emotional intelligence in Christ project is to take a concept that is secular mm -hmm. and to make it come alive with the power of the Holy Spirit and and, and scripture. And so I, I, I really appreciate the amazing work you've done yeah. with, with biblical disc. We actually have a, um, a, a biblical disc assessment included in our book and Ken's part of our book, emotional intelligence in Christ. So if you haven't had a chance to connect with that, um, it has two, two assessments that are included in there, but it's, it's very eye opening and very helpful in relationships. There's, there's no doubt about it. So what makes the high S problem solving style unique? It's it's all about the pace. Uh, they 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 actually go ahead and um, and process. Uh, they take time to process. And the thing that's probably the most difficult to understand about S's is they do not solve the problem in the discussion with the D. Oh, that's they masterful. solve the problem when the, the conversation it, with the D and their action plan is done and they leave that, physically leave that area and go processing and say, okay, what did they say? How can we go ahead and boot? And, and the D doesn't understand that. Why can't you just give me feedback right now? Hmm. That mind of the S doesn't work that way. And, and the leaving of the location of where the debate is going on is critical to go ahead and take advantage of that processing time to solve the problem without drama. <laughs> well, that, that makes sense because yeah. D's, D's are task-driven and S's are process-driven. 
Exactly. And that's what makes it so unique. And until you can go ahead and go through the process of respecting that difference, it doesn't work. And the thing that I want to affirm you, uh, Lauren, and is you keep bringing up the Holy Spirit in this whole thing. And, and the thing that is unique about my relationship with Linda, my wife of 58 years, is that our val- although we're very different in our processing, our value system is the same. And centered mm-hmm. in the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. to build us together. And we, we, we try to go ahead and come to the conclusion, don't make conflict, if there is conflict, your friend, not the enemy. <laughs> you know? mm. and, and, uh, that's so true. Well said. And, and so what we do is Linda respects the fact that I need time as an S to process what she's trying to say as far as an action plan. And we know enough about each other to know when to call time out mm. <laughs> and just pray together. Says, Lord, what are you telling us here with regard to that? And she respects my need for processing time. It is processing time away from, you know, having further discussion with her and then coming back and having a discussion. And one of the things that that, that is common with us, had we not had the conflict or the discussion, we could not have come up with the conclusion of what God would have us do without that little bit of conflict. So we we really, you know, don't don't get overly con, um, bent out of shape, the fact that we don't agree initially. In fact, <laughs> I, we disagree quite frequently, you know, mm-hmm. when we hear something. So it's a process time that's so critical uh, that uh, that needs to be respected by Linda that that really is who who S's are. So I don't know if that helps you to understand. Oh, oh, absolutely. Well, it's reminding me one of the things that that I'll often ask clients to do that's part of the Sherpa coaching uh, program is to come up with ground rules. Um, And the ground rules are basically you share three to five specific ground rules with the person that you're you're in contact with. Sometimes it's team members or, or spouses or even children in a household to, to write down, these are the best ways to communicate with me. And so it takes the guest work, the guesswork out of it. Um, I'm just thinking this through if, if we were to know up front, and I've learned so much from you on this and just having so much more respect for my husband's need for time to process, having that knowledge up front of any relationship and just letting people know, Hey, I usually solve problems away from, from the initial debate. Yeah. And, and I, and I come up with the account for contingencies and I, I come up with a three-step action plan or, or whatever it is. I just, I just need more time. So give me yeah. time to process. And then I will come back and I might look disengaged in meetings. I'm not, I'm processing right. what's being said and I will swing around. That's that, that takes care of people, mind reading, making assumptions, judgments, fortune telling, all that kind of stuff that creates a disconnect in the midst of relationships we care about this is valuable information it's 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 almost you know it's it's the clues you need to be successful to 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 solve the problem really what what causes others to to misunderstand the high s it is it is uh the pace and the fact that they uh when they look at them initially and uh, they don't see anything coming out there's nothing no and they think they're well you know, are you dense? Are you dumb? Or, you know, why, why can't you speak at this point in time? It's not the way our mind works, you know, and, and it's generally the misunderstanding of the pace and interpreting in a way that is untrue, you know, that you're not smart enough to go ahead and come back and say something. Well, it's not, that's not how you're wired. You can, if you, if you respect that whole thing about, uh, you know, the pace that's going on here, you know, that, mm-hmm. that, but it's generally a pace-driven, an inaction uh, uh, conclusion, and mm-hmm. it's not true. You just you have to respect the fact that they're going to process, and then they'll be able to uh, come back with with some information. But at the moment, there in the heat of the battle, there there's nothing there. That's, 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 so, and it's not a weakness. So let me let me let me just do an in-time case study. So so let's just say that as a high D you want to get something done, right? You want to get it done before the weekend. And um, you want to get it done today, actually. 
Mm-hmm. And so, um, but you need your help. You need help from your spouse, who's a high S, mm-hmm. um, to get this done. And so you don't come across as, as being the unhealthy D, being yeah. demanding and saying, hey, we've got to have this done today because I want this by the weekend, right? That's, that's the demanding side. Yeah, right. what, what, would be, what would be your guidance being an S that would be a way to approach it that's a healthy D, uh, understanding and respecting how an S is wired? What, what might the wording sound like? What uh, I would, um, I'm going to interject something here. Um, mm-hmm. You you use the word wording, <laughs> 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 and uh, a lot of times I don't have any words. But what <laughs> I do is I go ahead and have a nonverbal uh, response to that uh, with Linda, and it's uh, I wish you could see me, but you can't. Right now, I'll just hold my my my, my finger up and, and and just pause a little bit, <laughs> and and basically is I'm trying to say time out. <laughs> sure, sure. It's uh, nonverbal. Yeah. If you're wanting words, I'll fumble. <laughs> but if yeah. but if you can respect that I'm telling you with a nonverbal signal <laughs> that I just need some time to think. Let's take a break. And if you if you need to do something right away, why don't we just hold hands and pray about this? <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah. You just slow it all down. Slow it down, time, time out, and let me just take a break. And maybe I just need to uh, go in and get a, uh, you know, a drink of water or something, you know, just get out of the physical area just for the moment and clear the clear my head a little bit. Let me process a little. Uh, and then you come and then you come back because he oh, comes absolutely. back every time, every time. Oh, absolutely. I, I will do that. And, yep. and, and it's just it's therapeutic. But for for you to demand that I give you some ver- words, I can't. Yeah. But yeah, I can't raise, raise my finger. I need time out here. Yeah. Or I can just, that you know, like in basketball, the coach will go, you know, put his, put his hands together in the form of a T and says time out. I, that to me, that is a little more uh, confrontational. Yep. And I don't want to do that. Uh, I want to go ahead and send a signal to you that I do need to get out of the physical area here. What were we doing? And let me do a little process. And that's why I'll just raise one finger, uh, one finger, you know, to say, just just, uh, let me, let me, let me think about this, you know, and just take a break and then come back. But if it's really serious and I'm still having problems, uh, then what Linda and I know to do is just, you know, go ahead and, and, and pray about it. Pray about it. Now, I didn't wait 15, 20 minutes or, you know, something, something like that, that, that. But we always try to enter, engage the Holy Spirit in what we're, what we're doing here. And it has a way to cause us to, you know, lower the emotion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Does that well, make sense? Absolutely makes sense. And, and as I was, I was praying about our, our, our study today, our topic today, the verse that came to my mind is Romans 12, 9 through 16. And it's, and it's, it's a powerful one. And, and it's one that, that my friends, we could, we, we really can apply on a daily basis because not everyone thinks the way we do and not everyone moves the way we do and processes the way that we do. And so it's an incredible opportunity for us to get off the stage of ourselves and to press into Jesus and to ask him to help us make Romans 12, 9 through 16 come alive. Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. The ego is pushy and, and self-centered. Be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Honor one another above yourselves. Ah, okay, so you need more time? I'm going to give you some more time. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. Lord, I'm going to love this person exactly how you wired them. So give me the grace of the pause to be present because I can't love well and when I'm in a rush. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Share with God's people who are in need and practice hospitality. Hospitality is seeing things from another person's perspective and serving them as Christ served us. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Mourn with those who mourn. Live in harmony with one another. This is the key part. Verse 16, 12, 16 in Romans, live in harmony with one another. Keep the strife out of your life. God cannot do his mighty work, my friends, when we have strife in our life. 
Do not be proud, but be willing to associate with people of low position. Do not be conceited. It's the pride and the conceit that causes us to press our way of doing life and our Haas, our human operating system, onto another person without first and foremost stepping aside as Jesus was always masterful to do and to be able to speak into the crowd and meet them where they're at. And Ken, um, there's there's expectations with every relationship. Mm-hmm. And so if, if the S is taking into account Love must be sincere. We've got to practice. We're called to practice hospitality. That means the Holy Spirit, when we call on the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will give us the grace to bless those who persecute us, practice hospitality, and to live in harmony with people that are wired differently. S's need time to process. So what should our expectations be? If you're not an S, your expectations would be to go ahead and understand that you need that, that the S needs some time. And for you to say, say something like that, this is probably the most loving thing is just, I know, uh, just, just tell me, I know you need a little time. It's okay. For me yeah. to get permission, not, not to push for an answer as an S, you know, to get, tell you something, but for you to tell me, it's okay for me to go ahead and, and, and take a little time. If I need a little break, it's okay. Mm-hmm. And, and the tone of voice, probably more than anything else that, that S's tell me, I always ask this question, how, how important is tone to you, zero to 10? You know what the S answer is? And, you know, just, and and for you to be able to give me permission, being it's okay to go ahead and process a little bit, that that's okay, the most loving thing you can do for me. I know we're still together. We're Mm -hmm. disagreeing right now, but you're, you're, you're meeting my need by affirming me, by saying it's okay to take a little bit of time. The other thing I want to tell you, you mentioned scripture. And the one that I really like is an Ecclesiastes, and it talks about a, a cord and the strength of the cord. Mm. <laughs> and, and two cords are, are, are good, but it's that third cord that makes it strong. Mm. <laughs> you know where I'm going with that one? I know exactly where you're going. <laughs> you know, Holy Spirit there, boom. You know, yeah. strength of our relationship <laughs> in staying together is the uh, is is in engaging the Holy Spirit in in our conversations. Absolutely. And of course, prayer is 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 at a, if if we've done anything right, <laughs> is mm-hmm. number one we don't have it together. Number two, I know God does, and we don't <laughs> engage Him. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's a job for Jesus. There's yeah. No yeah. Hey, and hey. and it's amazing what happens when you do pause, and yeah. and you slow down. Yeah, to the present moment, the presence of God, because in order to pray, it causes us to get off the hamster wheel and to be present to the power of God and and things shift instantly. It is amazing. Once we once we pause and pray, let's pray about this. Things shift yeah. instantly. And I think I want to I want to affirm you too as 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 a as a as a as a DI you know combination. Mm-hmm. It's okay for me to go ahead and hear from you. Can we set uh, some of a time to come back and talk about this? So you're, you're, you're setting a precedence where you say, okay, you know, I'm okay with, you know, calling time out here and giving you time to process, but can we uh, uh, come up with a time where we can come back and talk about this? If it's a real serious thing, this is my preference. Uh, is, is, you know, give me a night's sleep on it, you know, at breakfast mm-hmm. in the morning. But I, I know that there are times as a D, you need something within the next 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and if I can that negotiate so with you, says, can you give yeah. me about an hour? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that I mean, is if, very true. if the house is on fire, I understand we need to get out of the house. I understand. Yep. Yeah, that's urgent. No, no questions. Yeah, that's a, but does everything have that degree of urgency, you know, and, and, and it may be, you know, talk about it in the morning and, and have lunch and talk about it in the afternoon, you know, yeah. that type of thing. Yeah. absolutely. Well, yeah. that's, that, that, that's, that's um, allowing the, the um, collaboration yeah. in the midst of differences to come together and honor how each other is yeah. wired. And I think that's just so important to know. 
particularly uh, in, in marriage, as well as other relationships that you have with people that that you are significantly close to. Yeah. And so it's 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 really powerful behind the scenes information. So so we have this in the book as well. Can the three R's, you know, yeah. environmental strategies, yeah. they yeah. work mo most effectively. Can you can you talk a little bit about that and explain what the three R's are for those people that sure. haven't read the book um, and and they don't know what that that is? Okay, really, what what I came up with is as I studied the biblical case studies, and and that 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 God or uh, God the Father or Jesus came up with, they, they, there was a pattern in, in, in creating a, a love environment with, with an individual who was struggling with something, okay? And the, I came up with the three R's is how do you set the stage? In other words, how do you initially respond to the person so that they, you're communicating I care about you. <laughs> exactly. So how to respond, how to, how to initially respond, then how do we build on that response to a relational conversation? How do we relate to you to talk about, I'm on your side, I'm with you, I'm here to help you. <laughs> Tell me what I need to do to help you at this moment. Mm -hmm. And the final is, how do I reinforce you? That, that's the third R, is how do I reinforce you? In other words, I'm, I got your back. I've got you back. So you, how do you re initially respond? How do you relate? And how do you reinforce? Those are the three R's. And each one of those has a three subtitles to them. So it gives further definition of what does that look like? Okay. Mm -hmm. as, we're, as we're talking about the response of the S, what's the first one? It has to be non-threatening and patience. There we go with tone. And I'm telling you, you know, any time I talk there, it's, it's 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 defined in the book at uh, and in the in the uh, um, biblical um, uh, uh, biblical disc. It, it it's page 24, and that's the one I said. If you if there's anything that you want to save, make a copy of page 24 and put it on your refrigerator. Mm, absolutely. <laughs> you know? Yeah, you know, that that's that's the reminder. Because it's the cheat one, sheet. It's it's really the cliff it's notes. The cheat sheet. It's the and, cliff and notes what, of, of how to how to, how to relate. How 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 to respond, relate, relate and reinforce each of the styles. It's, it's mm -hmm. that one page. You have that cheat sheet that's there. Mm. And generally speaking, when things don't work, you you have violated the information that's on that page. Absolutely. Or, you know, with that particular one. is. And the very first one on how to respond to an S is be non-threatening. So mm -hmm. your tone, if you know, if your tone is wrong, they shut down. You don't know the shutdown is happening. Oh, I've heard I've heard this so many times with 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 not only my husband but other clients who who are the S on the disc and yeah. how in a meeting if someone uses a harsh tone, that evokes all kinds of self doubt and mind reading insecurity big time um, insecurity big time. Whereas, whereas D's are like, were they yelling at me? <laughs> I didn't know they were yelling at me. Didn't seem like they were yelling at me. Yeah. A D just lets it roll off their back versus something that is a similar conflict situation. And S might have to take two personal days to recover. Absolutely. And the thing, that, the thing that's so incongruent here is the D solves problem as debating, you know, your conclusion. And yeah. as they go through the debating, the tone gets up. Yeah, and it, it just shuts them down. Mm -hmm. And we said, well, how? you know, the D will say, well, okay, what am I supposed to do with that? You know, what, what can I, I said, why don't we make fun of it? Oh, what, my, why don't we make this fun? When, if, if I see your tone coming a little bit strong without you knowing it's up, I just, I'll just look at you and smile at you. I think my perception is that you're <laughs> just a little bit higher and I want to hear you, but can you please tone it down a little bit? Well, I'm not getting trying to get mad. <laughs> oh, I've been there. I've totally been there. My I'm just trying like, to make. Are a you point. mad at me? Are you mad at me? You're you're talking. I'm like I'm not yelling. <laughs> I'm just sharing how I'm feeling. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, it seems like you're yelling. It seems like you're mad. I'm like, no, I'm just sharing. I'm passionate. <laughs> You're redefining. I understand. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I love this. This is so great. So you mentioned how to respond to a high S, and that's in a non-threatening and patient way. Yeah. 
And then um, I know another one is to allow time to process and adjust yeah. to make the yeah. change and yeah. then make allowance allowances for family. What does that mean? Well, what, what family is very, very important and they hate conflict. And if there's, there, there's, there's a, you know, an issue with regard to family and, 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 and kind of uh, make, make everybody feel bad or whatever, they're going to, that's going to further escalate this whole thing with regard to, you know, shutdown. The other thing is with regard to making allowance for family, if the S has an event that is dealing with family, you make allowance for them. You let, you, 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 make an exception with regard to the time you got to be here till five o'clock. You know, well, I've got a, uh, you know, game, my, my, my son's in a ball game at four 30. Is it possible? Uh, the most loving thing you can say is go to the game. <laughs> it, Absolutely. And, it, and, it, and, and that'll even increase their loyalty because the oh, S's are the it, most uh, loyal out of all four. It, it'll go beyond 10. Mm-hmm. As far Absolutely. As you know, when you, when you think enough to make allowances for that person to engage in a family event, mm-hmm. big time, big time. If you, if you, if you're trying to put an installment in their loyalty bank account, yeah. it, Absolutely. It, it, it making that concession. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So let's move on. So, we, so we've got how to respond to an S, how to relate to an S. Give us a couple bullet points on how to relate to an S. Well, it goes back to you know the tones. It is back to the tone with with instruction. Uh, the other thing that is so important to S's is nonverbal communication. Uh, you know, you think well, words are what we need to do for give instruction. Uh-uh, not with an S. It is <laughs> it is something something just very 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 simple. A smile. UK, you know, <laughs> some sort of an affirmation that, that go, goes volume. I, I always like to go ahead and say, what's, you know what we're talking about when we say fist bump, you know, you know, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's nonverbal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, when you, when you go ahead and get conclusion, okay, we agreed on that, you know, fist bump that thing. Yeah. And, 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 and with, with with regard to to uh, this is personal now, okay. <laughs> when I was trying to go ahead and date Linda, and uh, she was uh, she was going ahead and dating a linebacker, uh, I, I really liked her, you know. And uh, she was dating the guy who was a, she was a football player, <laughs> and when well, she was sitting down with him, and and I was behind the the the, the guy. And uh, she looked up, up and she winked at me, you know, that's a nonverbal, you know, she said, you're, you're still okay, Ken. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Just something small like that. And you remember it. Oh, you, are you kidding me? I, exactly. Wait, that's going, that's going into the vault. The moment. I still yep. remember the moment. Absolutely. I'm sure you know what you were wearing that day too. I, totally, I totally get it. I totally get it. That one goes in the vault. <laughs> You got that right. It goes into the vault. It's nonverbal. You yep. you got to, it with that. That's what makes S's so unique. They respond more to nonverbal than they do verbal. Mm. And and then allowing them that time to to process. So how do we how do we reinforce when we're when we're having conversation and we're problem solving, right? Because we know we know some information. They they need time to process. They they solve the problem and come up with a you know contingencies and then a three-step action plan away from the initial conversation. We know yeah. that about them. Yeah, so right. how do we reinforce a high C if we've got colleagues that are high C's or high S's, if we have a, um, a boss, that's a high S, you know, um, what does that look like to reinforce them? What, what happens is at you, as you know, they're struggling to go through the, you know, the process, the routine, mm-hmm. you know, type of thing. And you see them go ahead and make an effort. And if you were to give them a grade, it may be a C minus. <laughs> Great. Mm-hmm. But they're trying. You know, you see them going ahead and do it. You say, hey, I see. Is there anything else I can go ahead and do for you? I, I see what you're trying. I appreciate you, you, you know, doing it. You know, that comment that you're you're responding to their struggle with change. They make a C minus effort at it. And you respond to it. Is there anything else I can do to help you in the process? I appreciate your effort at this point. And they realize they're not, you know, they don't have it down yet. 
Mm. But the fact that you notice that they, they're trying, again, puts information in their loyalty think tank, sure. you know, to go ahead and move forward to try a little bit harder and mm. to understand they need three routines with process time to get it where they feel comfortable making the change, you know. Mm. But in the meantime, to see them struggle with it and just do a little bit to acknowledge it and reinforce them, that, that's, that's huge stuff. That's, that's, that's powerful. Um, it's just, I'm just so fascinated at the fact, this is such powerful information, Ken, because as we understand that, hey, not everyone solves problems the way I do, and that causes a lot of disconnect professionally as well as personally when we're working through problems as we talked yeah. about last week the d's solve problems by debating your conclusions so yes. if we come to them with two possible conclusions we've picked and then ask them what they think then that allows their one driver to be in control to stay intact so then they feel like they're in control because then they can pick of the two things they're laying out you want to wear the red shirt or the blue shirt i want to wear the red shirt I want to wear the red shirt. Great. Then they're still in, in control. Exactly. And so, so it's very, it's, it's, it's very powerful versus the S is understanding intonation. So delivery that's 38% of communication effectiveness is intonation. 54% around is body language, only 7% the words we use. So particularly yes, exactly. with the S realizing our intonation and, and the importance of, Hey, I know I just said a lot. Why don't you take some time to think this through? And, and come back to me with, with what you think would be the best step forward, then, then that's, that's a gift to an S because it, it, I, I'm, I'm honoring how they're wired. Did I get that? Yeah. One of the things that I, I, I heard, heard a, some a gentleman go ahead and, and make in a, in a, in a presentation, he, uh, it's talking about a scripture and, and it says, love always, love always sometimes use words <laughs> mm. love it that's you know it, and, and so well it's, so true. it's so true mm -hmm. you know you sit there and say well i need to give instructions sometimes you just need to love on people mm. <laughs> absolutely you know and and, you, and it's what you do rather than what you say mm. particularly with s's is is uh so critical Mm. And all I also all I has to do with the tone, and I keep coming back to that, the tone and the nonverbal, if you could tr do that. And, and I appreciate you mentioning the, the D, how do, how do S's work with, with these and yes. strategy of understanding they will debate. That's how they problem solve. Give them two options and let them go ahead and kick those around and then ask them what they think. What you're doing is serving into their need for control. And it's OK. Mm. okay. Mm -hmm. But if you only give them one, then they're going to attack your one. And that's, you know, sets the thing in the wrong direction. But the two, uh, two options is different in that they're debating the two options and they're not attacking you or perceive that they're attacking you. Most of the time, these are not attacking you. They're just trying to solve the problem. Absolutely. So I'd like to end because we have case studies biblically for, for yeah. each one of these in our book, Emotional Intelligence mm -hmm. in Christ. And. I love I love the one that we've included. Can you share a little bit about a case study of someone who is a high S um, from the scriptures from the Old Testament? Well, you've got you've got uh, the the case study that I use at, at seminary all the time is uh, the one with Abraham the S and Sarah the uh, the D, and there are two case studies in that, 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 that I always will use. I use Genesis 16, which is a dysfunctional one where Sarah comes up with the idea of having a child, not with her, but with Hagar. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and convincing Abraham that was a good idea. Well, Abraham, you know, he, he's sitting there saying, okay, yes, dear, type of thing. And, sure. and, and, and the thing about that relationship Neither one of them, when you look at their profile, has any C. So nobody asks, you know, nobody's asking a question. They just go ahead with it. And of course, it's, you know, it's totally dysfunctional. Then you get, and, and it really ends bad. But then mm -hmm. you have a second case study that's Genesis 22 that has to do with uh, Sarah being very ticked off at the fact that, uh, uh, that 
Hagar's uh, son is making fun of Isaac and that boy, she's not going to hold that. And she comes to him and demands that they go ahead and, 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 and do something about it. And then God enters into the, in, in that passage and says, Abraham, listen to Sarah, listen to Sarah. So God is there in that particular situation where, where, where God is involved in that, that, that case. I think I just, I think I just lost you. I know you're having storms out there. We talked about that beforehand. You might come back in. Um, but again, I, I know this enough to speak into this, that, uh, that God was understanding that Abraham was a high S and uh, Sarah was, was a high D. And therefore he took the time to lay out his plan to Abraham and to speak into that with his uh, emotionally intelligent, divinely embodying emotional intelligence for that matter, and gave him the words that he needed in order to feel safe. I would also venture to guess that he allowed that uh, conversation to sink in with him rather than just jumping in and saying, hey, this is the way it's gonna be. And that's the same thing with Jesus. We see so many emotionally intelligent examples with Jesus in, I mean, numerous examples in, in, in as he walked the earth. And, and Sarah, you know, she laughs at first when she hears the plan of action. And, and yet uh, God was very direct uh, with that situation as well, just going right in. And with the Ds, you can go right in. With the Ss, it, it takes that time and giving them time to process. And God was very gracious with that. But we'll have both of those scriptures under the podcast, as we always do with, with each of our podcasts. And we're going to continue this um, this series next week. And, and I believe the following week or close to it, because we wanted to have them as close as possible, because we're all wired differently. So my friends, you might be a D, you might be task-driven. Uh, control is important. Fear of loss, your biggest fear is, is loss of power and control. Perhaps you're an I person, you're people driven. You want social acceptance, and so therefore your biggest fear is rejection. Or perhaps today you're an S, and you do need time. You, you, as you sink into yourself, even if you haven't taken the assessment, you can say, you know what, I don't do well when people come at me with lots of words and demanding things. I need to, to get away from the initial conversation. Then things start to come to me. So I'm process driven and I feel the loss of a process and routine, or perhaps you're the, you're the, you're the C and the C is the logic driven person. You want to get it right. And your, your biggest fear is criticism. And so that might, that might be you logic driven. Um, and so, because you want to get it right, you might be, uh, you might have that fear of criticism and Ken, I, I know that you're back. You can turn off your visual. Right. Um, I just kind of summed it up in terms of God, God's approach to Abraham being a, a, a high S and Sarah being a, a D and then just went to sum up the DISC. And, and I'm sharing with listeners yeah. that we're going to be continuing this conversation. What's, what's, what are we talking about next week? Are we going to go to the I next week? Do you no, think? No, no, I, I, I would, I would like to go ahead and go with the C. Okay, great. And the reason I want to save the best for the last, go with the I last. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good because I have a high I too. Thank you. <laughs> so so you're saying is, I have a chance. <laughs> you know, the thing that we have with regard to, you know, you want to say, is there a, is there a combination of C and I together? You know, and, and of course mm. we have uh, Aaron and, and, and Moses, you know, mm. and you have the, the Exodus 32 event, you know, type of thing. And, and so, you know, it, it, it was a good, good relationship, but, you know, they're, uh, apart from them, you know, they'll get themselves in trouble and that is what happens. So we can end it in a positive note with a degree of humor and, um, um, you know, w with that particular case study, um, but uh, we can bring in Peter at the time too, but, but um, you know, that's the way I want to go ahead and, and, and do that. And Great, great. And so I think, so next week you want to go ahead and do the C, okay? Yeah, we'll do the C, absolutely. So, so my friends, we will continue this conversation. So perhaps, as I mentioned, you're logic driven. You want to get things right. 
Um, it takes you a while to problem solve. When there's a problem that, that comes up, you want to gather the data, you want to analyze it, you want to get third-party validation, you want to come back and reorganize, right? Right. The, mo the most important thing I can tell people who are working with high seas which are engineers and accountants, is that, that they need third-party validation. And that is so misunderstood. And you, you know, you've alluded to that too, that the, 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 the D's and the I's have, have reactions and there are different reasons why they react to it. But, but the D says you, you don't, you know, you're being insubordinate where the I's is your rejection. So that's, that's important to bring in that information with regard to working with, with C's and the misunderstanding that occurs there. So great. So our, so our purpose of doing this, Ken, and I know we had talked about that, um, there is so much misunderstanding out there today. And so, so to understand by the power of the Holy Spirit, having grace and, and uh, understanding, just like we read in, in Romans, love must be sincere. And, yeah. and it's important to live in harmony with one another, to keep the right. strife out, out of our lives. One of the ways to, to help our minds do that is to have compassion, realizing, wow, not everyone thinks the way I do. Right. Not everyone solves problems the way I do. So we listen to understand versus to be understood. So right. thank you for, for, for being here with us today. And listeners, thank you for showing up again. Think of your one to three things from today's conversation that you really want to take along with you in prayer and ask the Holy Spirit to guide you deeper into that. And perhaps it is your tone of voice. Uh, and, and, and your communication style mm -hmm. and giving a chance for people to process if you're picking up on nonverbals that they need time to process away from the initial yeah. conversation. Either way, allow the Holy Spirit to show you what he wants to refine you in and develop you in. And then we'll continue our conversation next week. Ken, would you mind closing us in prayer, brother? Yeah. Father, I thank you for the privilege that I have to just talk with Lauren about how to love one another. And it starts with understanding who people are and how different they are and, and, and going ahead and, and loving them uh, according to their particular needs. And I pray that this conversation is helpful in that process to know how to love one another. And we leave it at that in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you, brother. Listeners, thank you again, my friends, for taking the time to join us at Edge God In today and give him heaven out there. As I mentioned many times, outshine the darkness. God bless you. We look forward to our next conversation next week.